All right, here we go. Welcome to Saturday Morning Superstars Blow Off Show. Blow Off Show. Show. Uh. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. I am Dom. I am Than. And we've been uh, we've been watching these feuds, and we're not going to get a payoff at SummerSlam. <laughs> not, not at SummerSlam, as we have been discussing for the past couple of weeks. There is no payoff coming here, so we need we we need to blow off some steam. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so this is the blow off show, but uh, we're cutting it together. We're going to do it in two parts. So you're going to get the first half of the blow off show this week. All right, so here's the current feuds we've been following. Okay. Uh, LOD versus the Beverly's. Yes. Tatanka versus the Model. Mm-hmm. Uh, Warrior versus Shango. Undertaker versus the Zerker. Yes. Brett versus Sean. Okay. And the other ones that are going on currently that we are not going to cover in the blow-off show are Bossman Nails, because that has yet to, you know, Bossman's barely back right now. Yes, and that will occur later in the year, so we will get to that one. We'll leave that alone. High Energy and the Nasty Boys, because nobody filmed it. <laughs> no, it <just> never <laughs> happened. There was a lot of feuding there, but no blow-off for them, at least not that we know of. The entire WWE Network. With no. thousands and thousands of hours of tape, you can go back and see AWA matches from mm-hmm. Nobody Cares. <laughs> you will not find High Energy versus the Nasty Boys. Yeah, I think they're just trying to um, get rid of the whole idea of High Energy because they, they just don't want people to know that was a thing. Yeah, we're sorry. In their big baggy pants. Uh, they don't even take credit for the Nasty Boys. Like, I typed the Nasty Boys into their search function, and then you get um, them as superstars, like their bio. Mm-hmm. And uh, they are listed as WCW performers. Oh, wow. Yeah, I guess they figured where you were most prominent, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, did you put a Z on the end of it? Uh, I did. <laughs> Was it Nasty Boys? I, it wouldn't maybe, come up as Zs. Because maybe, uh, yeah, I... I that that would be really stupid if like well in the WWF they were nasty boys but in WCW they were nasty boys. Do you think Taz singles Z and Taz double Z has two different bios in the, sure. in the network? It's two different people, as far as I'm concerned. It's two different people. That was, that was Taz one Z. Taz one Z. Taz one Z never wrestled in the WWF. No, not at all. <laughs> We're not doing the Disasters versus Money, Inc. because there's going to be a later blow-off match on Superstars. Yes, there will. So we're waiting on that one. And we're waiting for Flair Macho because we know that's going to be a big title change. Looking forward to that. 
Yeah. These are all the feuds that we don't get to see blown off at a pay-per-view. And this week, we're going to be presenting Tatanka versus The Model from Rampage 92. Mm-hmm. Brett versus Sean 1. Yeah. Also from Rampage 92. As a matter of fact, if you want to see the blow-off show, watch Rampage 92. Watch Rampage 92. <laughs> it's pretty much where they all are. Yeah, there's a uh, there. Beverly Brothers LOD going back further in time than where we're at in Superstars. It's from Invasion 92, but LOD mm-hmm. are the champs in this one. Yeah. We don't have Paul Ellering, and we certainly have, we don't have that f***ing puppet. <laughs> Any goddamn puppet. And to finish off this week's blow-off show, we're going to have Brett Sean 2, the ladder match, from March uh, 31st, 1993, from Smack'em Whack'em. Yes, Smack'em <laughs> Whackum, yeah, truly a classic that one was a a, a, uh, a ladder match before there were many ladder matches to be seen. It looks like um, they taped some of these things on house show loops and put them together in collections. And I remember renting these collections back in the day. Like yes. you'd get the there's only four pay per views, but you could rent these collection of house show matches. And uh, that's what it looks like this first blow-off show match is. It's the Tonka versus the model from Rampage 92. Rampage 92. So I, you know, especially around this time, I didn't even know, like, these things existed as far as, like, uh, the blow-off show stuff. Or not blow-off show, but, like, the, the, um, the fuse that were forming on... Uh, superstars uh, I didn't know you could buy them as far as videos were concerned even like past this date like I knew you could get you know Wrestlemania uh, after it was over and uh, and uh, the big four I guess you could say you could always buy those but I never knew there were like these little tiny you know Coliseum video uh, shows uh, that you could get on the side which in retrospect I feel like Okay, I want to see these matches. Right. Do I want to buy a video of a match that I'm going to watch once (laughs) just to (laughs) see what happened? And then I've got this video for all time that I will probably never watch again. It will be in the dollar bin at, you know, uh, 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 Dollar Tree down the street at some point. Well, yeah, this is a blockbuster rental for me. Yeah. And I'm not saying that I may have had a second VCR that was also like back in the day, a gigantic uh, (laughs) video camera. But if you plugged in one of them into another VCR, Mm -hmm. you could record what was on one VCR to the other VCR. You weren't pirating videos, were you? No, I'm saying I heard you could do that. Oh, and then uh, then you may have Rampage 92. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We might have Rampage 92 somewhere in your basement. Oh, somewhere that's in my right. mother's basement somewhere is Rampage 92. It might be. Yeah. But yeah, I used to rent this stuff. It's from uh, it's coming from Ottawa. Mm-hmm. And uh, the match that we're looking at, if you're trying to follow along at home, you go. We just searched uh, model Tatanka mm-hmm. and we it came up Rampage 92. It's 47 minutes, 41 seconds in is uh, about where it'll start yes uh one thing i didn't know i actually before we started recording i clicked this thinking i was getting to this match and i clicked the wrong tatanka model match mm-hmm. and tatanka model actually already happened bigger oh it was a there's they have a wrestlemania 8 match oh 
so this happened before they, you know, the superstars that they're airing on the network started like pretty much right after WrestleMania eight. Yeah. Well, Tatanka and the model already faced themselves, faced each other at WrestleMania eight. They faced each other at WrestleMania eight. So this is, must be an extension of that feud because now that the model has stolen the Tatanka's feathers. Yeah. And sprayed him in the face, sprayed him in the face with the arrogance, the arrogance. Uh, We have, uh, prolonged this this feud. Yeah, I didn't know this was a continuation. I don't remember this match from WrestleMania 8 because I haven't gone back to WrestleMania 8 since probably WrestleMania 8. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. I, speaking of VHS, yeah, I had, um, I remember uh, buying the first 13 WrestleManias. Nice. Oh, like the collection? Like the collection. Neat. I still have it downstairs. I have the collection of 13, you know, right after 13 happened. So I think, yeah, literally I watched all 13 of them in a row. And that's the last time I've ever watched them. So wow. go figure. Except for, you know, going back on the on the network now. Now I can go back and just watch the matches that I want to watch. All right. Let's hit it. Yes. So here we are. And uh, Rick Martell is out first. Yeah. Do you remember Mike McGurk, the female announcer? I, I when I saw her, I remembered her. I didn't realize that's who that was. But holy crap! Look at that outfit she's got on. Yeah, she got the like <laughs> the the purple tux made out of like whatever material that is. Yeah, I don't even know what that is. It doesn't look comfortable. <laughs> no, I can't imagine. This looks. I think you'd sweat right through it. It's like, I don't think I would ever. Uh, wear anything of that that uh, fabric. While it's on Superstars, you never noticed uh, the models being announced uh, from Cocoa Beach, Florida. Ah. Which, and this is the most can- French Canadian dude in the history of French Canadian guys. <laughs> like his name should have been Frenchy A. Frenchy Aboot. Aboot. But apparently, he's from Cocoa Beach, Florida. Yes. Well, as a model. You would have to be from somewhere from, you know, some beach. Yeah, you can't be a model from Calgary. From Vancouver. Vancouver. <laughs> the, the, yeah. the Where the all model? the sexy people are from. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't work that way. Uh, Sean Mooney and his lordship, Alfred Hayes, are yeah. the commentators. This is the first time I've heard uh, uh, Alfred Hayes for quite a while. Yeah. You know, he's not on uh, Superstars that we've been watching. So it was nice to hear his voice again. I like I love the Lord Alfred Hayes voice. I like um, the model getting on mic, trying to get some heat. And he's asking where his standing ovation is. <laughs> <laughs> I came out. Why are you guys sitting down? What's the matter with you? What's wrong with you people? <laughs> get up. Yes. I thought it was a cool like little heat line. Yes, certainly, certainly. They showed some Karen in the audience not giving him that standing ovation while oh. he was saying that too. She, you know. She's like, I could care less. <laughs> she doesn't know what she's missing. No. She got the full Martell. It's the Martell. <laughs> Oof. <laughs> It's better than a half Martel. Unlike WrestleMania Eight, this uh, Tatanka is walking around with uh, the feathers and stuff, mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. which I, I think comes into play a little bit later. Uh, Tatanka flies in, yeah, a la uh, Ultimate Warrior. Yeah, very similar, right? Very similar. You got the the run in entrance everybody's sort of taking the cue it seems like from ultimate warrior if you're a good guy and you've got a beef with somebody you run to that room you fly in yeah fly, again pumped up yeah um before his announcement's even over he's he's uh beating the model up uh, yeah right away goes right after him yeah model out of the ring 
Uh, ref tries to hold Tatanka back to start mm-hmm. the match. Um, yes. Is that Morello? Uh, I don't know. Who, yeah, maybe. I think it's Morello. Um, yeah. They always went back and forth. Like, they traded with WCW. Like, WCW had the, the zebra stripe thing for a while, and WWF looked like they were uh, waiters. <laughs> they had the little bow tie <laughs> and the collar shirt. And then it would yeah. switch. Like, you go to WCW, and they were more formal, and WWF was in, like, the, the zebra gear. Yeah. Yeah, there was a time in the early 2000s where they were using, like, the, the polos. Polo shirts, the yeah. Blue, yeah, the, the blue polos if they were on SmackDown. Yeah. Yeah, like they were from Best Buy. Yeah, got, got relaxed. <laughs> yes, he's gonna he's gonna he's gonna ref this match and fix your computer. He's part of the Geek Squad. <laughs> uh, so we got a good back and forth here between uh, Tatanka and Martel. Yeah, he chases the model out, and uh, they go in and out of the ring a lot. Yeah, which allows model to get the jump on uh, Tatanka by you know chickening out. Mm-hmm. Tatanka has to go chase him back in. Yeah. And that's when Model gets to jump. Yeah. But uh, Tatanka always turns it around. He flips it back a lot. Yeah. I noticed that, you know, uh, well, Tatanka stays very true to his character. A lot of chops. Yeah. Uh, uh, and that is uh, noted by our uh, commentators as well. And then Martel uh, does a lot of like the bad guy moves, you know, like the choking and, and the raking the eyes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And he, he likes to antagonize the crowd from the ring apron. And that's one thing I really like about house shows because they, they don't have to worry about stuffing all their stuff in before a commercial. Yeah. And the segments could be long. Like you can spend the time like taunting the crowd and getting heat. And he does. Yeah. And that's also how Tatanka can get the jump on Martel a couple of times. Like Martel's mm-hmm. antagonizing the crowd and so, so busy with them that Tatanka can go and uh, clobber them. I notice a lot with these matches that are name versus name too. They use a lot more of what you would, what the commentators would call the wear down moves, but I consider them the take a breather moves. Yeah. Like the headlock or the arm bars, they use a lot of those and they sit there for a little while. Um, there's one in the middle of this match where, where Tatanka's got uh, Martel in an arm bar and, and Martel sells it really well, uh, you know, with the hurt. And he's still like, I'm, I'm noticing now watching it again. You can see like, even after he comes back, he's he goes for the arm. He like holds his arm, like, you know, that, that arm bar hurt. So it's good, good sell. Yeah, I'm like not even three minutes into the thing on the rewatch, and mm-hmm. it's the fourth time the model's like out of the ring. Mm-hmm. They're pacing the match like, when's it going to start? And it starts, and then he falls back. It fall, runs out of the ring, and then mm-hmm. it starts again, and then he goes out of the ring. So it's a way to like delay the momentum of the match to go and get the yeah. crowd like wanting them to actually get together and fight. She got cool, which is, is it's it's all this. That's the storytelling. You know, I, I think, you know, the difference with these type of matches from those days, as opposed to matches from these days, is people are, uh, I would say the the non non seasoned wrestling watcher is looking for more of the high flying stuff like they want to see more of the stuff that's going to make them go, wow, what was that? As opposed to if, if they don't know anything behind the story, like it doesn't it doesn't appeal to them uh, uh, as much. So it's really nice to kind of go back to these and see, like you can see the storytelling happening in these matches. Like, even if I didn't know at that time in my life that there was a story being told, it was, it was definitely something I would, uh, you know, get into. 
Yeah, it's like watching a ricochet match and he's bouncing all over the place. And you're like, mm-hmm. wow, he's impressive. Exactly. But he didn't tell you anything. Like, no. there was no story to it. He's no. just like, look at how impressive this guy is. It's high spot after high spot. But yeah, there was no story behind it. And then when there's like, there's one great move, like Martel jumps over the top rope to land on Tatanka. Mm-hmm. Tatanka gets your legs up. And like seeing all this ground and pound and seeing all these holds and seeing and being thrown out of the ring, when something explosive does happen, yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah. So I really dug that. So do I. So do I. Definitely like it. Uh, off the top rope, Tomahawk Chop does not finish the match in this thing. No. Which I thought was interesting. No. Like the finisher does not finish it. It's act- I have it written down as the, the Tonka, Tatanka Chop off the ropes looked awful. Yeah. It didn't look good. It didn't look like it it, it connected well, I guess. He, he's a really big dude this, to do off the top stuff. Like he's an awkward body type. So, I mean, Martel sold, sold it well. So Martel is, it's, you know, when you really look at what's happening, Martel is carrying this thing. Yeah, he's the match. Yeah. He is certainly the match. Uh, I didn't notice when I was watching because I forgot that this is, you know, things that aren't really finishers nowadays were finishers back then. Mm-hmm. Like the Boston Crab was the end of the line if you were against Martel. Like that was his finisher. And yeah, Martel has Tatanka in the Boston Crab and he's pulling his hair and he's trying to make him quit. Yeah. And I didn't realize uh, because I hadn't seen the Martel match in so long. Like if I was in the crowd, I'd be like, oh my God. Tatanka's done. He's in the Boston yeah. Crab. Yeah. Um, but he hulks up. There's a lot of characters that were trying to sell uh, or, or, I guess, steal or borrow the idea that the fans can get them out of a finisher. Mm-hmm. Like they can, like the warrior did the ropes. Yeah. Uh, Tatanka seemed to be of that thing where they can come in. Yeah. Uh, there's that move where uh, Martel jumps out. Uh, over the top rope onto Tatanka and Tatanka got his legs up, but Martel looked great. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, He definitely made Tatanka look really, really good too. Not to say Tatanka is a bad wrestler. I don't think he is by any stretch of the imagination, but uh, I definitely think uh, Martel helped him out quite a lot in this match. Yeah. So the ending, very anticlimactic. I hate the quick roll up victory. Yeah. it's, It's pretty lame. I don't like that, you know, and especially in a big feud like this, you want to see somebody just flat out win and not just get the real cheap. Ah, you got one over on me type type win. Yeah, that's why I was surprised because you got um, Tatanka's finish where he's off the top rope at the Tomahawk chop, but it doesn't end the match. Mm-mm. And then it ends with uh, uh, my notes say shitty finish. Where it's just like this quick roll up, and I guess that's to keep the feud going because the other thing that I I mentioned at the end of the match, Tatanka doesn't get his shit back. Yeah, I have that written down too. I was like, so does he get the feathers back? Is there no. a reconciliation? No, there's nothing. He just leaves. He just leaves without his stuff. <laughs> like, I guess well because he does the you know because he does the quick roll up. If you Put this in in real world terms. Rick Martel is not beaten up. He's not down on the mat or anything. He got a quick roll up and, and he caught him by surprise. Whatever. So he could just kind of get up, grab the feathers, and run himself. Remember this quick roll up, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like the twenty four seven belt roll up where you yeah. just kind of scoop them over, and for some reason they can't get out of it. Yeah. In the Bret Hart match. Watch the roll up there and you'll see Brett actually apply a roll up like he 
pretzels to oh, do yeah, it, yeah. where it looks like you can't get out of it. It's awesome. Yeah. But uh, hands all around, and Tatanka is our victor. He's, I guess, still undefeated. Ooh, yeah, at this point, I guess he would be, unless there was a, you know, house show match where he got beat at some beat point. by the model. I wonder, yeah, I wonder if they go back and forth, like in the house show, if they're doing these name versus names on house shows, is there a back and forth or is it always the same guy that wins? wins? I think it's always the same guy that wins. I mm-hmm. think I think it's the Harlem Globetrotters. You know, you, okay. you you came here to go see the good guy triumph, or if they're if it's a bad guy ascending. You know, if mm-hmm. it's a bad guy against like a, a pretty lowly good guy, you're gonna see the bad guy win. But gotcha. Yeah, I, I imagine in this one where Tatanka is like the ultimate face, and Martel did him wrong, and there's some revenge at stake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think you're going to see Tatanka win. Very good. Uh, I remember getting the, uh, like the Pro Wrestling Illustrated okay. uh, magazine. WWE's magazine would just tell you what they wanted you to know. Mm-hmm. And Pro Wrestling Illustrated would just be like a real newspaper for wrestling. Okay. And you could see the results of all the matches on the house show loops. And they're pretty identical. It's like. Oh, okay. Yeah. And then. Gotcha. In Philadelphia, this dude won. And then in Hershey, the same dude won. And then in yeah. like you'd see the same card just travel across the country and be like, uh, okay. Gotcha. So what'd you think of the uh, the blow off, which kind of still leaves some some stuff unfinished here? Yeah, it, it, it leaves it leaves it still open. So I, I would think that the feud would continue after a match such as this, uh, you know, with Martel retaining the feathers, if you will. Um, and then uh, Tatanka just getting sort of the quick, uh, quick roll up finish, uh, take you by surprise. There was that, that doesn't, as I said before, it doesn't leave me with a strong finish to this feud. Right. So uh, I think the match overall was really good though. It was, you know, it was a good back and forth. And as, as we said, I think Martel just made that match. So it was good stuff. <laughs> Let's get match number two going. Uh, I did Brett Sean number one. Oh, okay. As the escalation of of the card here. So we're still in uh, Rampage 92. Yeah, Brett versus Sean. And we got two good examples of these guys going at it at this time for the Intercontinental Championship. And this is the first one. The second one's a ladder match. Second one's a ladder match. I I was really excited to see this because knowing what we know about these two guys, uh, together, it's it's kind of interesting to see some of the prequels that I didn't even know existed. Because as I I think I had mentioned way back in like episode one of us doing this, I started watching again right before WrestleMania 12, and that was like their big Iron Man match right. that the two of them had. So it was it was cool to go back and see some of these. Yeah, imagine like this is we still got four years mm-hmm. uh, uh, before we'll even get to that match. Yeah, lots of merch. Lots of merch in the audience. Yeah, thumbs down for them by this uh, 18-year-old. Uh, <laughs> they got to this like 18 to 20-year-old in, in 40-year-old makeup about 13 minutes into the show. Oof. Uh, teased out super blonde, and she's she's booing Sean with the biggest smile on her face. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not buying this boo. I think, no, I think if no. Sean showed up uh, at her house, she'd be pretty happy about that. Yeah. Sherry looks mean right now. Oh, Sean is being taunted by this ugly mom with a Brett heart bear as he's coming to the <laughs> ring. Oh, uh, 
like Madam Trailer Park uh, with with this Fred Hart bear is like thumbs down in him. That's awesome. I like how Sherry holds the ropes for him. I thought that was cute. Like, yeah, he doesn't hold them for her. She holds them for him. Yes. He tries to attack Mike McGurk. Like the, the, poor, the poor women announced there. He's upset. Yep. Yeah, and then you see like Sherry like staring at her like, I'm going to get you. <laughs> yeah, get away, get away from my man. Get away from my man. Mike McGurk's hair. Holy cow. She's got like Ooh. the Joe Dirt haircut on. <laughs> Joe Dirt poofed out. Yeah, a poofed out Joe Dirt. Got a full on poof. Oh, this is oh, this is this match. Oh, I, I I hope you noticed this coming up later in this match. There is a woman in the front row in an orange shirt that is just making this match all about her. And as soon as I noticed her, about like two minutes into the match, I couldn't take my eyes off her. That's all you could notice. Luckily, I didn't see her because I would have ruined the match for me. Yes, yeah, all I could watch. <laughs> it did. Brett's in and, and Brett's go to, you know, like Hogan had the, the hand to the, the ear and stuff. Mm-hmm. Brett's go to was just like holding his arms out like, yeah, like he got the wrong order at McDonald's. Like, <laughs> like hey, hey, hey. Where, 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 where's my cat? I, I said no onions. Like he <laughs> pulls, pulls the jacket open a little bit. Yeah, his yeah. arm pose oh. like, what happened? Oh. I said Szechuan sauce. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i like how the girl with the most merch gets uh brett's glasses yeah it's like you need one more thing yeah yeah you just complete the, the ensemble you got the poster you got my shirt you don't have my glasses here you go i noticed I, I think it was on this match too like they they've got the um they've got the superstars flag up they've got the prime time flag up they've got the challenge flag up yeah so were they doing shows at this one too or were they just advertising i'm i'm wondering if they were doing all the tapings like our penn state show and these mm-hmm. were like the last three matches yeah yeah that's what i thought too because once i saw those flags up there i was like well maybe they did an episode of prime time and maybe they did an episode of challengers or, or a couple episodes yeah i'm thinking they just taped these while they were taping the uh squash matches and these were like the main events that people were sticking around for mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that would make sense i, I like how sean like he cheats at every anytime he can he's oh yeah he gets out of moves not by wrestling out of them but by Mm -hmm. pulling his hair out of them and stuff like that oh yeah oh yeah a lot of a lot of back and forth arm holds arm holds this is this is just this is classic classic wrestling right here yeah oh i love how uh uh bret hart throws throws sean out of the ring out of the arm bar hold (laughs) yes just tosses him through the middle rope and onto yeah. the ground. That was hey. good. I also noticed in um, Sean's wearing like the the black gloves and the black knee pads. Did he wear that in like his squash matches? I don't remember those in his squash matches. I remember his black knee pads being bigger, but uh, yeah, I remember this outfit. I remember this outfit evolving, like in mm-hmm. chaps, and then the chaps becoming the outfit. Yeah, someone goes and tries to grab Sherry about. Uh, uh, six, almost 17 minutes in a little less than oh, 17 yeah? minutes in and she is pissed like wow. she is looking at the crowd like some dude tries to grab her and she is going to the, the announcers even mention it because she is really furious oh yeah it's all that oh wow wow she yeah she went she 
Got the security on that one. I would love a guy to try to like mess with Sherry Sherry would kill him. Oh my gosh, she would kick his ass. <laughs> she would, she would kick his ass. Yeah, she's like looking back at that dude. There's a pace to the beginning of like a Brett and Sean match, which is like uh quick move, quick move, quick move, quick move, and then a hold, a rest hold. And yeah. And yeah. a series of quick moves and then a rest hold. I wonder while the rest hold was going, if they weren't saying, okay, here's the next set. Mm-hmm. Once you get out of this, we do this, 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 yeah. and this, and then we go back to a hold and then we're going to like plan the next part of it. Here's my a girl in the orange shirt in the front row. Ah, I've still towards, haven't seen her. Towards the, towards the, uh, the right turnbuckle. I see the, the guy in the windbreaker. That's all yeah. orange. Yeah. She'll stand up every once in a while and just like make it all about her. They're getting into a, a uh, you know, they're out of the rest hold and then like lightning fast, three or four sequential moves and then boom, back into it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They do the slingshot into the top turnbuckle, which um, like it was a Sean staple. Yeah. He had perfected that one. I don't know how Brett learned how to do this or figured this out, but Brett Hart into a turnbuckle sounds like it hurts it looks like it hurts like yeah he makes the turnbuckle make a noise that makes you think he died when he gets thrown into that thing yeah uh, it's scary because and he does it all the time he yeah he was really really good at that taking a turnbuckle hit yeah the pace of the match that you had mentioned just screams like like that's that's the definition of what a commentator would say is a technical wrestler you know, because they always like to find certain, these certain wrestlers as as this wrestler, that wrestler, the technical wrestler. You do a couple of fast moves, and then you're back into a hold. Like you're a master of you're a master of holds, but you, but you have like the fast pace in between. Yeah, I mean, everybody's trying to be uh, like a luchador now, and it's. Those matches are, are fun, but they're like watching a Transformers movie. You, you leave there going, wow, that was like a spectacle. And then you think about it and like, what did I see? What story was actually told? And, yeah. and not much. And yeah, I kind of wish they would slow down a bit because mm-hmm. uh, Brett and Sean, Oof. when they do something, it's meaningful because yeah. of all the storytelling they're telling in between and you know sherry interfering and distracting and then sean bothering the ref to make it happen i mean there's a lot of stuff going on to make what's happening in the ring make sense as opposed to just getting everybody's stuff in yeah definitely so uh, yeah this is a really really great match between two really good people before like both of them are in the prime like brett's mm-hmm. brett's older but he's he's not old and no. he's moving around just as good as Sean. And Sean, uh, you know, he hasn't peaked either. He's not in his back injuries or anything. No. And didn't have to change his style yet. And he he's awesome. And, you know, you didn't even notice Sean changed his style because he was such a good storyteller. Mm-hmm. He's like, I don't need to fly around. I could tell a story without, you know, doing half my rocker stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So even later, Sean was awesome. Great knee off the turn off the ropes, good stuff. You know, like the little the tiny tiny facial expressions from the two of them. Like I don't know, like maybe they just had it perfected that they knew when the camera was like looking right at their face, but they just had like these these looks that they would put on that just like scream like their persona. Yeah, like Brett's not in a headlock. He's trying to get out of a headlock. The mm-hmm. headlock's hurting him. So he's yeah. like showing that he's in pain, mm-hmm. trying to figure out how to get out of it. Uh, Sean is acting like, okay, he's trying to get out of it. I'm going to lean in and make sure he can't. Like, it actually looks like 
something's happening mm-hmm. other than a guy's got his uh you know his his elbow under your chin uh, yeah everything's got a story to it really awesome like really next level like the mm-hmm. tatanka and the model match that was a good match but these guys are like writing a book yeah yeah definitely definitely Brett does the he's in a sleeper and he does the uh, two hand the three hand thing like I'm gonna raise your hand if it drops three times oh you're, yeah you're, you're done and it won't fall the third time of course it doesn't you never expect it to fall the third time when it's a name versus name <laughs> wouldn't it be funny if it did like that was the end <laughs> like what what <laughs> you, you couldn't get out of that squash matches they don't even give you three it's like one and you're done yeah oh no he's out <laughs> he's yeah. out he's out with one. Yeah, they're not going to give him a chance to do it three times. No. Uh, there it was. Uh, we are 22 minutes, 50 seconds in. Mm-hmm. Surprise roll up. But Brett oh, yeah. gets himself all twisted into it. Yeah. Like he, he applies a move to do it. He doesn't just scoop him up and, you know, something that looks like you could easily kick out of. He That's looks like cool. he wrapped the guy up that there's no way he can get out of it, like an octopus when he uh, rolls him up. Yeah, he gets his leg between the other guy's leg. He like totally twists him around, and it looks like he's in a hold to be in that roll up, as opposed yeah. to just like a, a schoolboy scoop. He twists his leg around the other guy's leg, which makes it look like it's impossible for him to even kick out. Yes, uh, and I saw that. I was like, "Wow, that was cool." Brett knew what he's doing, man. Brett was a great wrestler. Great back and forth. I still haven't seen the orange person. She's there, man. Oh, there's orange girl. Yeah, yeah, she looks like something out of uh, Saved by the Bell. <laughs> oh, yeah, and she's was. dancing as she's punching with them. Yeah, yep. oh, there she great. goes. Yeah, she's yeah, all, in her, in yeah, her mom jeans. <laughs> oh, and now, yeah, she's performing. She's in that match with them. I'm glad I didn't see this. See, like everybody around her is like is seated, and she's like standing up right in the front row. Like, make it all about me. <laughs> Sean comes off the rope into a drop kick that is so high it hits Brett in the face. Yeah. Great drop kick. They would switch up the hard into the corner. Like sometimes it would hurt Brett. Sometimes he'd be able to reverse it. So you never knew what was going to happen mm-hmm. when when uh, you got thrown into the co- corner and someone followed. Sometimes he'd let Sean connect, and sometimes he'd be able to reverse it. Yeah, Sherry's awesome. Sherry does a great job. Yeah, because she somehow is not distracting. And he's just helping the story go better. Yeah. Brett's like whipping out his moves of doom. Uh, I counted all, I count five. Yeah. He's got the clothesline off the ropes. He's got the inverted atomic drop. He's got his headbutt. Uh, he's got his backbreaker. Elbow off the second rope. Oh, I love that. I love that. He throws Shawn Michaels into the corner. Shawn Michaels gets caught up in the corner. He comes in with a big kick, which like sends Michaels flying. That is like a huge sell. Yeah. (laughs) Like like he kicked him so hard. (laughs) He's like punting him into the second row. It's like you can punt this 200 and some odd pound man. (laughs) <laughs> Sean would sometimes uh, get into the realm of like cartoonish oversell, but yeah, um, that one, that one was a little bit much. Yeah, but it looks awesome. It's funny. Brett does this thing where he gets caught into uh, a scoop, and he looks like he's going to be pinned, and uh, he just leans his feet back far enough that yes. his feet are uh, you know on the rope and outside the ring, and it breaks it up. That would be called. Great ring presence. Great ring presence, though. He knows where he is. He's in the ring. (laughs) 
Uh, when both men are down, that's when Sherry knows to go crazy because nothing's happening in the ring. Yeah. Those two guys are supposed to be so exhausted and tired yeah. that they're out. So Sherry's like, all right, since nothing's happening there, I got to give the fans something to look at. Yeah. So she just flips out and starts kicking and screaming. Yeah. And, uh, but when the match is going on, she's not like Jimmy Harding it running around, jumping up no. and down with a megaphone. No. She's quiet when there's action. And when there's uh, like a lull, that's when she turns it up. That's how, that's how good she was. You never notice this stuff. Like when you're watching it as a kid, it's just like, it's just part of the story. Yeah. It's like going back to it and kind of knowing a, a little bit of what's going on behind the scenes. It's just like, wow, these guys were like good at what they did. Yeah. It goes way beyond just the the wrestling portion. Yeah, it's kind of like a Pixar film. You could see it like you could be a kid and see it and be like, okay, I liked it because there's colorful characters and the cars mm-hmm. talk to me. And then like you know, an adult, you're like, oh my god, yeah, it's, yeah. You see it at like at a different emotional level. Yep. Uh, Sherry yeah. being the distraction that cost Sean the match and a roll up instead of the sharpshooter keeps Sean strong. Yeah. Yeah. It was a smart ending. Even though Brett wins, it's a Shawn Michaels match. Yeah. It's like, like we're, we're promoting Shawn. They don't have him quit. They don't have him submit to the sharpshooter. They don't have him lose by uh, Brett pinning him because Brett was better. Sherry accidentally gets in the way. Yeah. Which allows Brett to just quickly get a, a get a quick pin. So, you know, Shawn is preserved as like, he didn't really beat him. Yeah. He lost the match, but he didn't really beat him, which is which is Sherry, awesome. Cherry takes the bump off the apron, too. And, and come to think of it, on their very last match, we didn't mm-hmm. get a real ending either. She's <laughs> like, no. in no. the sharpshooter, and Vince ends the match. Yep, yep. <laughs> there is no ending to the Bret Hart HBK feud. No, they're, they're just like those people that are like Greek, Greek tragedy, like destined to fight for all eternity. It's... <laughs> It's always going to be that way. It will never end. Yeah. If uh, Goldberg didn't clock Brett and destroy his career, they'd still be fighting each other. Yeah, that's true. All right. All right. So, so what do you think? Just the thoughts in general. Is- well, if, I, if I'm going to go, uh, you know, compare these matches and put them in an order of uh, like to dislike, I would definitely put this one above the Martel Tatanka match so far. Uh, as So I'll put that as number one and Tatanka uh, uh, Martel is number two as of right now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're on different planes of existence. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah, one's like, yeah, that was good. The other one's like standing in like the presence of an artist. Like, yes. Wow. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. You put on a competent match, but we we're we're some next level. You got Beverly's versus LOD. Okay. My next one from Invasion ninety two. All right. Let me find that one. All right, we've got the uh, the Beverly Brothers coming out here first in their gimmick of God knows what. Yes, they're, they're magicians, but <laughs> not. They're, I don't know what their deal is. This is actually going back in time. This is pre their feud right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Just found their feud, and it's not the one that we reviewed. You can actually go again to Rampage 92 and probably see more in line of the time that we're looking at. Uh, but this is happening while Legion of Doom are the champions. I was going to say, yeah, because they come out with the, the titles and I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> the way we've been covering the Beverly's and Legion of Doom, this doesn't make 
a lot of sense because they keep on saying, not to give away the end of the match, mm -hmm. but they keep on saying that the Beverly brothers are undefeated. Mm -hmm. So while we're watching superstars, they keep on bringing up the undefeated Beverly brothers are challenging the Legion of Sissies, right? Yes. Well, this takes place before that. And they don't win this match. <laughs> they lose. They lose. They lost the match. Not only are they defeated, they've been defeated by the Legion of Doom already. <laughs> we didn't. We didn't actually know that, though. We didn't know that. So this we is like one of those. Hey, we're, it wasn't on TV, so we're not acknowledging it. But here it is on this video, Invasion '92, yeah. which happens before where we are watching superstars. Legion of Doom are champs. Mm -hmm. So they haven't even lost a belt to. Uh, the disasters or money incorporated. I know they were going back and forth with the belts for a while. Yeah. So we've had several other tag team champions before this. Uh, Mike McGurk is dressed like the ringmaster from Dumbo. The mouse. <laughs> she had some pretty entertaining outfits back then. Yeah. They're all kind of like tuxedo ring circus ringmaster mm -hmm. outfits. Mm -hmm. And the, the hair didn't help. No, I guess at that point it did, but not, it doesn't age well. I will no, say that. it's a little Murphy Brown. That's what's yeah. happening. Uh, we get a Fredo Macho poem from the genius. Oh, no. But uh, this is pre-WrestleMania 8 Legion of Doom without Paul Ellering yet. Yeah. So he he's not here. Now, this has to have taken place between February 92 or July 92, because that's when they were champions. Yeah, so it does say March 26, 1992 as the Oh, there you go. as the date of this. So, weird heat coming from the Beverly Brothers as they're they're getting ready for this match. Mm -hmm. They're um they're you know, they're backing off from the Legion of Doom. They're making everybody wait for them to lock up. They're doing each other's hair. <laughs> yes. Which kind of, you know, not not realizing that this was before the match and they've been going with this whole legion of sissies yes. angle. Like everything that they do in this match that doesn't pertain to the actual match. Yeah, they're like doing each other's hair, they're giving each other hugs and everything. I'm like, <laughs> in the middle in ninety-two, you guys would be considered the sissies. <laughs> yeah, you you well, yes. <laughs> exactly. At that point. I don't know if yeah. they're trying to sell that they're brothers, but this is a weird way to do it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. We wear the purple stars. We're not sissies. <laughs> I like the, uh, you know, the, the show of strength between the Beverly brothers and Legion of Doom. Like Blake mm. pushes Animal and Animal doesn't move at all for him. And then Animal pushes Blake like completely out of the ring. Out of the ring. Yes. <laughs> outside of the ring. Uh, the whole beginning of the match was just like very slow. But as I watched it, I realized, you know, they, it, it's all like crowd draw. Yeah. At that point, like they didn't have to necessarily start the match right away and just, you know, go right at each other. They they were building. They didn't have a story at this point because there was no feud since this is pre WrestleMania. Um so in order to do something, they, this is all, this is all good storytelling between the two of them. And especially from the Beverly Brothers. before they even first lock up, Blake is imitating Ric Flair. Like yeah. he's doing the strut in the hair. Yeah. And then, uh, Bo Beverly like starts d doing his hair for him. Yeah. Yeah. Eventually they're going to get started here. They get a lock up. <laughs> Animal obviously pushes him out of the ring and the genius runs up and goes, he pulled his hair. Like he's nowhere near his head. 
Blake is like being a total jerk, not trying doing everything to avoid starting this match. He gets pu- pushed out of the ring and then mm. goes for a handshake. <laughs> and Animal buys it. Yeah, of course he does. Animal goes to shake his hand. Why would Animal from the Legion of Doom shake anybody's hand? Well, he didn't have Paul Ellering there to tell him not to at this point. He was not being led well. He wasn't. He's like, no. uh, you know what? He's probably genuine. He wants to be friends yes. now. He's I'm a real genuine sh- guy. He, he, he's a sportsman. <laughs> he's a stand-up. He's a stand-up character. I'm gonna go shake his hand. Yeah. And they do this back and forth off the ropes, and there's a um, there's a leapfrog that looks like it almost went wrong <laughs> in there because you, you see Animal trying to do the leapfrog, and I don't think Blake. I wasn't sure if Blake knew it was supposed to be a leapfrog. It yeah. went down a little bit too late. <laughs> it, it doesn't work out. Yeah, Animal almost doesn't make it over. He goes right into a power slam. So he just he's able to barely make it over, and the Animal scoops him up for a power slam. So he yeah. saves it. Yep. Oh, my God. And and right after that, like, Hawk kind of gets in the way and <laughs> shoots the other guy into Animal, who does a clothesline that looks like he kills him. Oh, yeah. Like, these... These guys had to be the stiffest people ever <laughs> because it looks like Animal decapitates Bo Beverly. Yeah, and Bo makes it look like he decapitates him too. So I don't think he had the work for that. I, think yeah. I, don't, really I don't know. <laughs> he, gave, he gave him a little bit. He had to give him some. <laughs> They're outside the ring trying to recover from that decapitation. And um, mm. the genius says, go in there. And expose their weaknesses. That was the <laughs> advice he gave him. Go expose their weaknesses. He's the genius. <laughs> like, all I'm thinking of is that I've seen in Galaxy Quest where Tim Allen had to fight the rock monster. He goes, he's, he's a rock. There are no weaknesses. <laughs> a lot of power moves, a lot of chops, a lot of throwing back and forth. Yeah, I mean, Legion of Doom, for as big as they are, they can run. And they can they can do like these really, really high drop kicks. They they were big, fast dudes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if they could do it for long because it looks like these guys are carrying a, like a lot of body. But yeah, everything they did looked like it. It really hurt, probably because it did. Yeah, they they made it look like it hurt, and it, yeah, it definitely did. Clothesline off the top rope. Bo goes into the ring to go against Hawk, and Hawk hisses at him like a dragon to intimidate him. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, it was really weird because then alcoholic fumes go and light Bo Beverly right on fire in the match. <laughs> like, oh my god! <laughs> Oof. He just sets fire to him like Godzilla with that hiss. Uh, yeah, Hawk just does something that he does in a lot of the matches to kind of make it believable that these two indestructible dudes could actually be beaten by anybody. Mm-hmm. He has to ring. The ring does a lot of the work. Like he goes in yes. shoulder first and the ring hurts. Yeah. Because, you know, Bo, Bo, the Beverly brothers are, are pretty big dudes. Well, that would be exposing their weaknesses right there. Yeah. The, the ring is their weakness. <laughs> yeah. It's like the guys might not have a chance to take it. Like, you know, who's really good at that? Ray Mysterio. Mm-hmm. Ray Mysterio got like the the ring to do a lot of the work because yeah, little Ray Mysterio is not a little tiny dude. Yeah, he's a little tiny dude against like the Big Show. Mm -hmm. But if he can trip the Big Show into a metal ring post, then you buy that he 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 can win because yeah, he just got hit by a metal stick, not by Ray Ray Mysterio. Yeah, they do this like. There's a lot of out of position stuff where Hawk is trying to get uh, Bo Beverly into place and Bo actually has to scoot himself into the move. Mm. So uh, 
it would be neat to do the uh, I don't want to see another Beverly Brothers match against Legion of Doom, but to see Rampage, the Rampage one, which is a little bit later and see if their chemistry got any better. Yeah, because right now it looks like guys who had never faced each other. So there was there was a, a lot of misconnections here in this match. Yeah, there's a bad spot where Blake gets uh, cut off, uh, cuts the tag off from Animal. There's there's a lot of like miscues and times. One time it looks like there's a double clothesline, but it looked like. Mm-hmm. One of them was unaware that it was going to be a double close line. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, that, that backdrop did not look good there. Yeah, Hawk like took the beating, and then the hot tag was back to Animal, who just like destroys everybody. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Animal saves a botched move. Oh, right there. Yeah, five uh, fifty-seven minutes forty uh, fifty-seven minutes forty-six seconds in. There's an obvious botch that Animal is actually able to save. He he makes it look like he makes the the move actually happened yeah that yeah the yeah that was all animal yeah that's the backdrop yeah that's the backdrop that did not connect correctly and he goes right into the uh the belly to belly suplex there uh blake's makes the save all four guys are in and because of that there's a doomsday device and pin by none of the legal people (laughs) like no like Hawks making the pin. Animal's the legal dude. I think we have forgotten who was actually in this match. Yeah, legally. there's so much mayhem that even the ref didn't even didn't know what uh, what was going on because yeah, the winners is still champs, thus defeating the Beverlys. It wasn't a count out. It wasn't some kind of uh, disqualification where you could say the Beverly brothers weren't really defeated. They got pinned. Yeah, but months later, we're still calling them undefeated. Yeah. Yes. Defeating the still undefeated Beverly Brothers. Yeah. I don't know that why that wouldn't count. They got their ass pretty much handed to them. <laughs> I should have chalked that one up to the Legion of Doom. Uh, I'm going to give that. Uh, I don't know if it's better than. I don't think it is. I don't think it's no. better than the uh, Tatanka match. I think this is third place. Yeah, I agree. That, that one's in third place so far. I just didn't think. Yeah, we, I, we're going to have to go back to the Rampage match at some point and watch that. But I think uh, just the chemistry was not there yet between those two, even though they're both very good, good teams. And I think the Belver Beverly's are awesome. So um, Next in the blow off, which I think is going to be the runaway winner. Uh, Brett Sean two a ladder uh, match. Yes, yes, yes. From uh, Smack 'em Whack 'em. Smack 'em Whack 'em. <laughs> See a brawl to get that booty act. <laughs> Leg it down or smack 'em yak 'em. Just hang loose, blood. Just hang loose, blood. Get <laughs> <laughs> okay. Catch you on a rebound with a medicine. <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoyed this match. This thing was awesome. This was. And a, and a good precursor to what will be known as one of the best ladder matches with Razor and Sean. And I noticed in, in watching that match several times, like some similarities between these two. Yeah, there's a lot. There's a lot. I, think H, uh, I think Shawn Michaels, like when he does a ladder match, he has some set things that he knows like he wants to do because he can do them really well. Rumor has it that Brett was pitching this match and Sean ended up doing it with Razor instead of Brett and ended up being a Sean and Razor mm-hmm. because this was really never seen. I, I don't remember Smack and Whack him. Maybe it was a, 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 a video cassette release, but um, nobody saw this thing. This, Well, yeah, this would be, this is, it's uh, built at March 31st, 1993. Mm-hmm. So this would have been before WrestleMania 11. Oh, no, this is, this is, yeah, for sure. And, uh, oh, wait, wait. 
Am I doing that right? WrestleMania for before WrestleMania ten. I mean, this is no, yeah. This is right after eight because Bret is icy champ. Okay. So uh, I mean, the the video release date and when this match actually happened have to be like a little bit out of whack because I think after this match on the tape they have an interview with Bret and Alfred Hayes and Bret is uh, hanging around with the uh, world title. Nice. And this is just like, hey, remember that ladder match you had? It's like a clip show. Oh yeah, yeah. As yeah. like going back in time, but it's 38 minutes in the Smack'em Whack'em uh, video. If you're looking for it at home, Smack'em Whack'em, and yeah, it's a ladder match between uh, Brett and Sean for the IC title, the Intercontinental Belt. Uh, they have like this little cable that they're gonna hang yes. it from, like they, yeah. You know, now you got like a, a custom-made gizmo. Yes, ladder matches now. They, they, it's like a, a a big clamp that comes down on it. And now at, at this point, and usually, you know, they have the belt already up there. Right. It seems like uh, nowadays, whereas you know, Brett comes in with the title and then they attach the belt uh, and then raise it up. I think that's uh, that's the way to go. I think there's there's a, a little bit of a a mystique to watching the belt be raised up yeah and don't see that anymore the announcers on this one are uh gorilla monsoon and lord alfred hayes and they go through a lot of trouble because no one's ever seen something like this trying to explain what a ladder match is Mm -hmm. and the idea that brett has to relinquish the title and he's really no longer champion yeah because now there's two challengers no one has this belt and anybody can get it the idea that he has to relinquish it yeah and then put it up is even more the story yeah if it's just up there like how to get there the guy didn't have to give it up he didn't have to no like forfeit basically forfeit the title for the duration of the match and i think yeah i think you're absolutely mm-hmm. right it's it would be better if he had to give it yeah. up also there's one ladder <laughs> there's oh yeah i noticed that too i was like nowadays they've got like 20 different ladders around the mat ring yeah ladders coming out from under the ring all kinds of things different size ladders like little tiny ladders giant big ladders now it's just it's one ladder i i i put in my notes i was just like they better hope that ladder doesn't break because i know they don't have a backup <laughs> yeah i was gonna say that and like well there's a couple of <laughs> That's the thing that worried me because like, you know, we've done how many shows in our lifetime and one is totally none Yeah, because you have like that one plug that works everything. And when it goes, you totally like, you don't have one of anything you're done when you're doing a, a live show. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You, you're just asking for that thing to fail and kill you. Mm-hmm. But what I liked about it was it took effort to like half the battle was trying to get that ladder into the ring. Mm-hmm. And a lot of ladder matches, you, you just throw a rock and you, you hit a ladder. There's ladders everywhere. It's it's not a yeah. challenge to get the ladder into the ring. No. Here, these two guys are fighting just to keep the ladder away from each other. They made that one ladder a little bit more special because, you know, if they nowadays they go for a ladder, it's just one ladder in a, a maze of so many. Whereas this one ladder becomes very, very integral to the whole thing. So you kind of have a, I don't know if you want to call it like a sympathy for the ladder, but just kind of, you know, <laughs> how, it, how, how it plays into the match, I think is a lot more important. Yeah. I think it's a character. I yeah. think the ladder is a character and yeah. uh, it's very important. As mm-hmm. opposed to like, it could be any of these ladders. There's a million of them. Um, yeah. 
but this this is the one ladder they have to get. This is the one thing that they're fighting for. If they get yeah. this thing, they can they have they have a better chance of uh, winning the title. So. Well, nowadays they add all those ladders just so they can build things. Like I need, I think they need, <laughs> they need to be like a constructor's apprentice before they can be into a ladder match. You know, coming down with like a welding helmet. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> if I put this ladder over here, this one here, I can build a tent. Yeah. <laughs> so it's a Lego match. Yeah, exactly. It, it made so much more sense. Well, no, I like the, the ladder match. Like the ladder matches with like the, the Hardys and the Dudleys. They can't top those. Like the stuff that those guys came up with and, and Edge and Christian and all that and uh, were absolutely amazing. But you have to you have to kind of go back and look at how these things did begin and what they did to create that, that innovation uh, in these type of matches is just... You know, they still did some crazy things with the ladder in these matches, and there was only one ladder. Yeah, I mean, th- there's a big difference, right? Like, this one ladder ladder match is a chess game. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, tables, ladders, and chairs cacophony with tag teams is a car crash. It's a demolition derby. Yeah. Uh, so they're two very different things. One's the strategy of how do I get this ladder in? Mm-hmm. How do I stop this guy from climbing it? I got to be the first one to get it. Mm-hmm. And in like a Dudley Hardy match, it, let's see these guys, what they can do to kill each other. And like how it's like watching a Shane McMahon match. Yes. How is, how's he going to kill himself? <laughs> kill himself. You know, he's going to try to kill himself. He's going to try. How's it going to happen? Yes. Uh, yeah. Very cool. Like Monsoon goes over the rules. Brett surrenders the belt. It's hung by a cable. Yes. Uh, both become challengers. And mm-hmm. uh, here's one thing I didn't know. Like how, how did they know how high to, to put this thing? I'm sure they had to figure that out. Yeah. Uh, ahead of time. Like some like both of both Brett and Sean had to be there in the ring and they had to kind of like figure out their heights as a, you know, while they're on the, the, the ladder to see how high they could put this thing. Yeah, you're asking a lot from the the, the cable dude who's bringing the bringing the thing up because he has to. If yeah. it's too high, the match doesn't work. If it's yeah. too low, the match doesn't work. There's a there's a little piece of tape on the other end of that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> this is where it goes. Only go this high. Only go this high. It's good to hear Monsoon's voice again. Yeah, he's. I mean, Monsoon is so much better than uh, than Mooney. Oh yeah. When when you. You know, Mooney's fine, but then you hear hear Monsoon, and he just yeah, good stuff. Knows what he's talking about. He could tell a story better. He's just. <laughs> I said in, in my notes, I was like, Monsoon commenting on Sherry's breast tattoo is all I needed in this match. <laughs> oh, that, that so... <laughs> like, you know, she's got a tattoo on her breast. I wrote that. It's like, why is Monsoon talking about Sherry? <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, match kind of starts the way the uh, the traditional match started with clotheslines and backdrops and beating them up, beating each other up in the corner. And mm-hmm. I like the sharpshooter tease because it's useless in this match. Like Brett right away, yeah, teases a sharpshooter move, but it doesn't. It wouldn't do a thing in this match, so he just goes for the stomp. Oh, if you think about it, like he could technically give uh, put Sean in the sharpshooter hold him there for like a good half an hour until he can't walk anymore and then go get the ladder 
Yeah. I mean, that would be a very boring look match, but Hayes and Monsoon can't get out of their own way when they start talking about this match because mm-hmm. it's such an innovative match. No one's ever seen this before on WWF television. It's yeah. probably not a match that was done a lot, but it had to have been a territory match because they start talking about how, and it's, it's unprecedented. It's never seen before. It's a one of a kind. Here's the rules. Yeah. And then as they talk about it, they talk about like Alfred Hayes being in a, a ladder match once upon a time, or mm-hmm. he's only, he's been in two of them. And then you realize, Oh, this must've been like, like a, a yokel local yokel match in, in some, territory once upon a time and now they're putting it on a bigger stage yeah yeah so they really couldn't get their story straight about whether or not this was the first time this thing had happened or if this was you know something that's been done before things i liked about this is is um michael's and brett's timing when they start to ascend the ladder it doesn't look cartoonish right a lot of the a lot of times you know in these matches where somebody's climbing the ladder and there's nobody else in the ring it looks like they're going to get to the the title at the top but it's taking them for a god awful effort to climb the ladder because they're waiting for whoever to come in the ring and stop them whereas you and it it feels so unbelievable these like these guys are like right on it when they're doing their climbing it's it it looks real yeah it does. There's a there's a uh, YouTube channel. They're they're called Corridor, and they do visual effects of uh, like on a YouTube scale. They they got like really high quality video effects, but they're mm-hmm. but they're doing YouTube videos. Uh, and while they're making like their big videos, they do like a, a vlog channel called uh, Corridor Crew, and they do a uh, stuntmen and video uh, effects artists react to scenes and the stuntmen always complain about like the one guy fighting a bunch of guys Mm -hmm. because the guys who aren't in the fight yet have to like wait and they look like they're just sitting there and they don't know what to do with themselves and yeah uh then you know he one the hero's fighting this one guy and the three other bad guys are just trying to look like they're involved but they're just kind of like pantomiming and that's what you get in a lot of the ladder matches where it's a lot of waiting, like mm-hmm. why wouldn't this guy just run up the ladder? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Or why wouldn't this guy try to stop this guy faster or you know, you're, but Brett and Sean make it really believable. Yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. They're right on top of each other as they're going up the ladders. So it's, you know, it, it doesn't look at all awkward. One guy's like trying to climb the ladder and wait for the other one to stop to come and stop him like you never see that in this match yeah like brett goes up the ladder and it looks like if you don't stop me i'm gonna get this because this yeah. is how fast a guy could climb a ladder yeah and he's exactly. not milking it and he's not acting like he's he's too hurt to climb he's like i'm getting yeah. up this thing you better stop me or i'm gonna win the match and it ends right now yeah really good it's good stuff they do believable things to get people off the ladder like he just chases them knocks them down or knocks the ladder down um, they're not trying to do high spots to get somebody off a ladder. It's like, how would you yeah. get a guy off a ladder? Would you drop kick him or you just pull his ass down? Yeah. The ladder as a weapon was uh, something I was kind of expecting, but also not expecting. I didn't know how, how much they'd let them hit each other with the ladder. Yeah. I didn't know like, like some of the spots with the ladder in here were pretty certainly innovative for this time. This only being 1993, like the, the slingshot, uh, Brett slingshots Sean into the ladder and Sean jumps and basically just throws himself into that ladder and then falls like he actually lands on it. So his foot 
is on one of the rungs. So when he falls off the ladder, he's actually falling from higher height than just the, just the mat. He's not just falling onto the mat. Yeah. And they have the, uh, the, like the premeditation of putting the ladder in the corner. So Mm -hmm. you can, you know, Brett is famous for running himself into the corner and now he's going to run into this big giant chunk of metal. Yeah. Uh, So it's like a threat. It's there. One of these guys has gone in. Mm-hmm. And um, it just ups the tension because now it's just not a spot. Now you can play back and forth with people. Who's going to get? Who's, who's going to go? Not just into the turnbuckle, but into this giant metal structure. Yeah, Sherry doing always a wonderful job playing her part. Wherever there's a lull, she's she's right there. So good. She was good at everything. Yeah, she was good at wrestling. She was good at managing. She was good. Yeah, uh, at psychology. Mm-hmm. She's good at being annoying when they needed it. Yeah, she's good at promos. Yeah, remember the witch's cauldron promo from oh, the witches of the Macho Man? She made yeah. that work. That piece of shit. That was weird. That one was a weird one. Yeah, everything about this is believable. Sean goes to climb it. Brett tries to stop him. Then Sean just stomps on Brett. Yeah, I don't know if this was supposed to happen, but it worked out great. Where mm-hmm. Brett topples the ladder, and the ladder ends up falling on Shawn Michaels. Yep. Yeah. The ladder's never out of place. Like the ladder's always in a, you know, right under the belt. Like, oh, it's not there. I got to move it. Mm-hmm. The only thing that she, uh, Brett does that makes it like a little bit uh, unbelievable is he tries to reach for the belt from like the middle of the ladder. Sometimes he doesn't climb up high enough. Yeah. There's an early spot where he he starts to climb the ladder, but the cl- the ladder is not quite underneath where the the belts are and he's trying to reach for it uh, he's like halfway up the the ladder uh but he couldn't reach it even if he went further up because he wasn't even close so and then the the end of the match i don't know if you're in the same spot i'm at um i'm at 53 50 seconds somewhere you're ahead of me i'm at I'm 49 i'm at the point where for some reason my uh lord alfred hayes who i think mm-hmm. had a thing for sean michaels <laughs> sean the pretty one the child boy <laughs> Uh, like, oh, he's the child boy. He's the pretty one, the yes. child boy. I, I think he he's is trying to think about sexy boy, but he couldn't yeah. really figure out what was. What do we call this guy? Is he the child yes. boy? What is he? It's the child boy. <laughs> That's a little creepy, but okay. Uh, we only get two moves of doom. Yeah, Brett has the clothesline off the second rope and the back breaker, but uh, uh, the slingshot into the ladder where Sean hits halfway up and like oversells it, but it's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, because we saw the slingshot before where he hits the turnbuckle and now the ladder's in the way. So the slingshot makes him hit the ladder instead of the, uh, the turnbuckle. Yeah. And this, this is, um, this is where I think the, uh, you know, Sean had one of his patented moves of falling off the top of the ladder over the top rope. Yeah. And, and then getting his so, nuts hung. Yeah. Cause that's, that's what happens in the razor match too. Only he gets tied up in the he gets tied up in the in the the ropes. Whereas in this match, he falls out of the ring. I remember that being the thing that would uh, always get the crowd. Like when Sean was was being a, an obnoxious jerk character. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only would he like land like that, but the whoever the hero and the face was at the time would like bounce him off oh, the yeah. rope. He would like add insult to injury. Yeah, basically putting him on a hobby horse. But that yeah, I mean that was a great way to put him out of commission. Yeah. Yeah. It was a good finish. Mm-hmm. Good finish. Uh, considering it very early in the ladder match, uh, uh, error, definitely a good, good match. Yeah. I mean, this thing, we wouldn't see one for really two years. Yeah. 
because uh, this is a little bit past WrestleMania eight and WrestleMania 10 was the, the steal the show ladder match of razor, mm-hmm. which is amazing because Razor's a big dude, but he also could wrestle great. Yeah. He was a guy that, that wrestled like a small dude, but was a, was like Hogan size. Good stuff. Yeah. Uh, what do you think was better though? This Brett and Sean one or the razor one? Uh, I, I'd have to go back and watch the razor one again. Cause I, I admit I haven't watched it in quite a while. Um, but I, I feel like, uh, you know, this was, this was like the a a practice round for what that would become. So I'm gonna I'm gonna say the razor match just because Sean's gonna have a little bit more uh, experience by that point with this type of match. So, but I'd have to go back and watch it again. I think uh, the Razor one had a better story because Sean was stripped of the belt, but he didn't lose it. So he had his own replica of the IC mm-hmm. title. So he had a belt, Razor had a belt, and they decided, yeah. okay, both of these guys have a claim to this belt. Let's go and hoist it up. And whoever gets yeah. them is the champion. So there's a better story there. Like there's no real reason why Brett should or would uh, throw this belt up on a, on a rope. Yeah. I mean, money in the bank kind of makes sense too. You throw this thing up there, someone has to, you know, earn this briefcase. But why is Brett throwing his belt up here for no other reason than to have a goofy match? But have the match. The story made sense for the latter match when it came to Razor. Yeah. On the other hand, you got two guys who can really, really, really sell and tell a story Mm -hmm. in this match with you know Brett and Sean. And I remember some old timer. I forget who it was. I don't know if his flair said something to the effect of Sean and a ladder had a match at WrestleMania <laughs> like, <laughs> like, gave razor like zero credit for even oh, being wow. in the match. But um, yeah, yeah, I'd, I think I'd have to go back to and see which one ended up being the better original version of a ladder match. Yeah. But I'm surprised after this thing that they didn't do it sooner because it was a yeah. pretty, it was a pretty cool match. Yeah. Cause it's, it's almost another what year and a half before it becomes like more of a, a thing. Yeah. Well, I think the Razor match. and Sean match put it on the map where a lot of people could see, because no one saw this thing. No. If you weren't at the uh, smack em, whack em tapings, no. you, didn't see, you didn't see this ladder match. I missed the smack em, whack em tapings. But after Sean and Razor steal a show at WrestleMania 10, I mean, that's that's a pretty big stage. Yeah. Then, then you know, like, we should do this a lot. We should do this more. Yeah, definitely. Gave some cred. All right, dude, that was it. That was the first half of the blow-off show. Tune in next week. Okay. Uh, We're going to have Taker Berserker. Nice. Uh, If you want to find that on your own, it's in WrestleFest 93. WrestleFest. Warrior Shango. From November 5th, 1992. We'll see if any black goo is involved. That's right. And just in case you haven't had enough of bad wrestling, we're going to have Warrior and Taker teaming together against Shango and the Berserker in Rampage 92. Once again, Rampage 92 appears to be the video cassette that they released for, I guess it was the summer of 92 matches. So that was was the tape to get to see this stuff blow off if you couldn't get to your local arena. If you were not going to see the house shows and see all these matches take place, you would buy a VHS or beta. Or beta. Laser disc. Yes. Laser disc. Laser disc AF. End of A side.
Yeah, actually, that'd be a great sign off for this one. End of A side. <laughs> See you on the B side for next week's blow off show. On the flip side. <laughs> Good. On the f- <laughs>